Welcome to the Life Endurance Podcast, where we study methods of unlocking your true potential and exploring the greatest endurance race we all partake in, life. My name is Austin Shadle, and on today's episode, I want to dig into the subject that's really the core of this podcast and my mission, and that is investing in yourself and how it is often a silent battle. So as you can probably tell, this is something I think about a lot, definitely a major component in my life. But what really spurred this train of thought for me was a inspirational meme that I saw scrolling through the internet the other day. It's one everybody's probably seen some version of. So the words on the meme go, don't be fooled. If two people have $1,000 each, one invests it wisely and makes $350, he now has $1,350. The other spends $650 on vacation and posts cool pictures. He now has $350. One guy looks like he's winning, and the other is on the path to actually win. Social media is a highlight reel, and in reality, most people are losing. This is obviously one of those typical examples you see, and of course the quote is sitting on top of a picture of Warren Buffett. But I want to take this idea and apply it on a different level, and that is investing in yourself. A task that today's culture honestly doesn't promote despite the massive opportunities out there, which I'll touch on later. So on one end, think about what most media and innovation directs our minds towards. Like that inspirational meme talked about, things like expensive vacations, the latest iPhone, apps that do the work for you, and you know, ultimately making your life more comfortable. Not to say comfort and innovation is inherently bad, but everywhere you look, you are being sold on the idea of this kind of lifestyle and are always finding ways to make you believe that you can afford it right now and that you should. When we fall for this, we forfeit a resource that can be invested in ways to increase our capacity in the long run. So that meme is your typical example talking about money. But even in a non-monetary level, the idea of keeping up with the Joneses reaches to more levels of our lives today than we realize, and is what I really want to focus on today. Consider where you are in life and the average person you see or interact with regularly. Now honestly reflect on what it appears everyone spends their free time on. Assume this person has a job, is in school, or has something equivalent at the core of their time that is leading to or currently provides a living for them. What does everyone talk about when they aren't talking about school or work? In my experience, I would bet for most of you, you primarily hear things along the lines of, I can't wait to hit the bars later, or I binged four different series on Netflix this month, I'm going to another festival this weekend, or I hit platinum on all characters, the latest video game, and I'm going to the big city for a couple days, or a big one, I just can't wait for my yearly cruise. Quote, normal stuff. People talk about these kinds of things and people react positively even if it isn't their exact cup of tea. That's because it is primarily about pleasure and everyone can relate to that. Everyone needs pleasure in their life, but pleasure is only brief and typically does not add value to the future. Any major achievement or milestone has a history of discomfort, whether that be physically, mentally, or even financially. People love to talk about the good stuff, and they love to show off the good stuff. But this is where I've become very aware the last couple years about how, okay, yes, the good stuff is what we want to talk about, what we like to talk about, but people get so uncomfortable talking about that portion of life centered around discomfort that creates the comfortable parts. 
And it's not necessarily a surprise that people don't like to talk about that uncomfortable side of life. But once you are that person that's really starting to focus on investing in yourself or set really high goals, you start to realize the extent of how much people don't want to talk about that side of life or how people get caught into that trap that I mentioned earlier of the world really making it seem like you can afford this luxury now or you should be spending all your free time now doing something strictly pleasurable which also like I mentioned before isn't typically going to add any value to the future and this is where that silent battle I was talking about comes into play so if you're a person that you've been spending most of your free time in a means of more investing yourself rather than partaking in those pleasures spending your money spending your time doing things that aren't going to add value to the future, you know, hey, that's what you have to talk about. That's what you want to talk about. But then in everyday life, say when you're at work, uh, this is just something that really became apparent for me at my past couple of jobs. And even as you start to, you know, just progress in life in a different path compared to, say, your family or friends that you've had for a long time and hopefully will still always have, but you find yourself in a different mentality. So then when you go and try to enter a conversation at work or somewhere else in life with just the typical people that are around you, so for example, think about mental investment. You're going up to the water cooler, some typical spot that you start talking to people that are just around you in life. And they say, oh, what did you do this weekend? And your response is, oh, I read Atomic Habits this weekend. And it was really cool to learn about the patterns of habits, like the cue, the craving, the response, the reward. Or you tell a coworker, I just finished The Art of Conversation, conversation as a management tool. I really like the part about shifting the tense of a conversation to keep the meeting productive. Or maybe, oh, I spent three hours watching a Tony Robbins seminar about improving yourself. Or I binged like five hours of sales training videos on YouTube from Andy Elliott. Think about a physical investment. Oh, on Friday night I got a sick arm workout in. And then Saturday I got up at 7am, biked 30 miles. And then Sunday my family and I ran the Hungry Turkey Half Marathon. Or I prepped six days of meat and veggies for lunch and dinner. So you bring up these things that are a major part of your life right now, what you're excited about. You know that, hey, this is taking you towards a goal. And people's reaction will, unfortunately, typically not be positive. Makes you not want to keep talking about it because you can tell they're very uncomfortable listening to you. And this is where it can be really difficult to maintain your momentum and how it really becomes a silent battle. Because in most cases, you're going to be the black sheep. Most people are not spending their free time investing back in themselves. And when they hear that you're doing something to better yourself, whereas they were just following the typical path, giving into that social media influence, uh, just giving into that comfort. So the reaction of your typical person that hears you talking about these subjects is probably something like this. They either get super quiet because they just don't know how to react to something like that, or they give some kind of vague response just to kind of acknowledge it, but they're obviously saying that, you know, they don't have anything to add, or again, it's just making them uncomfortable. Or sometimes they'll just ignore it altogether and try to shift it back to how they went, you know, fishing and drank a bunch of beers this weekend. Those things that are just very comfortable in the moment and that they can relate to. 
And this is something that became very apparent for me over the last couple years being out in the workforce. Back in school, definitely see most people partaking more in the pleasurable side. But you can find some clubs and, you know, try to spend your free time with more like-minded people. Then once you get out into the world, you join a company, you're kind of stuck with the people that you're stuck with at work and spending most of your time. It's not as much in your control. So then when you likely find yourself as the only person really spending their free time investing in themselves, you start to feel like the black sheep. You don't you don't feel like you fit in. You have a hard time contributing to those casual conversations. And even though you know you're on the right path, like that motivational meme was talking about, everything around you is influencing you in the other direction. And you'll find when you're moving forward, and this is a topic I want to hit on another day, is that if you have big goals and ambitions, anything that isn't pushing you forwards is going to add resistance. Even if it's not a truly negative influence, even just neutral ones can add resistance to your progress. Anything that isn't strictly promoting progress is going to make it harder to reach your goal. So then you find yourself, you know, whenever people ask you, oh, what'd you do this weekend? Instead of bringing up those examples like, oh, you know, I spent five hours watching uh, some sales training or I spent the whole day training for a big race I have coming up, then you just simplify your answer to, oh, not much, or, you know, you just give a really basic remark that makes it so you're not going to continue the conversation from your point of view. You're probably just going to go back to, oh, what, what did the other person do this weekend? So then it becomes just very alienating where you want to fit in, but you know you have a bigger purpose, you're trying to chase something down, and you don't want to negatively influence it. And I like to think if you're listening to this podcast, then hopefully you are the type of person that is still primarily investing their free time, their funds into investing investing in yourself, but it's always good to remember why that is still the best thing to do, even if you don't fit in with most of the people around you. So let's think about investing in yourself. So the example most people think of with investing is just money. Whatever money you don't need to stay alive, cover your basic bills, you can either invest and turn into more money, or you can spend it right now and go get that latest iPhone, take that vacation. And like I said before, you know, there is a time and place for all of those things at some point. Life's a balancing act and you definitely need some pleasure involved. But what I want to talk about is investing yourself on a level different than money and how there is a lot of opportunity out there to really accelerate this and why you should be, especially in your younger years, spending as much of your free time as you can investing in yourself. So first, let's think about it in a mental capacity, which can go a lot of ways, but primarily we think about that in terms of what what is the value you could bring to a professional workspace or you know how, how can you increase your professional value. So doing things that improve your knowledge, your your mental ability to tackle different situations, solve different problems, and add value to situations in that capacity. This one is definitely the hardest to envision what the results would look like and why you should spend time and often money to sit down and do this thing that isn't going to give you really any instant gratification 
It's not going to instantly get you any monetary benefits. You're not going to just instantly get more money. But you got to think of it in a different capacity. In a professional work-life sense, the more knowledge you have, the more leverage you can bring into a situation when you're trying to make more money, whatever your intended method of making a living for yourself. And this is another part of life that I feel like the world just generally influences us in a way that isn't an accurate representation of the world anymore and that's in the direction of okay if you want to get good at something or you want to climb the ladder in a particular career you just need to go put the time in you need to go put 10 years into this you always see on job postings minimum of x number of years of experience and granted it is a problem that you know a lot of people are just going to see years of experience but if you really look at the successful people in the world today and just the crazy things that people even younger than me i'm only 26 and there are tons of examples of people younger than me that have made millions of dollars, made giant impact. Just think about people that have reached really high levels in a form of a sport or, you know, some physical and mental skill. And when you dig into self-development and really break down, okay, what are these people doing that sets them apart? How do they get to such high levels at such a young age and it's the people that realize no it's not about just how many years you put in it's about investing in yourself like that monetary example brings up and so you you forfeit some time invest in yourself and now your overall value is more and then you can take that and keep compounding it over and over so then this is the key point is yes you forfeited say you between 20 and 25, you don't have near as much fun as your typical 20 to 25 year old. You don't go on all those vacations once you start making money. You don't buy the best car that you could technically afford without going homeless. You know, you don't go to all the parties or just ultimately you partake in less of those things that everybody likes to talk about that you see everywhere on the internet that you're constantly being sold towards. By the time you're 25, if you've continued to invest in yourself, and compounded your value, now the skills that you've developed, the maturity, the mentality, is going to allow you to accomplish those things that are gonna bring you a lot more wealth and prosperity in life. And like I said before, it can be a very lonely, silent battle. A very small percentage of people are gonna be able to relate to it, but you also realize when you think about your future, you're like, no, I, I don't even want to be living like the boss I have that's twice your age, probably isn't making twice the money, his health is on a decline, he looks older than he is, and they're always talking about, you know, just waiting, they can't wait to go on their once a year cruise, they always talk about the glory days back when they were younger, Whereas the people that are accomplishing those extraordinary things, what they're able to do is delay that gratification, spend their earlier years continuing to invest in themselves, compounding that. So then by the time they're 30, they're likely making more money than they originally imagined. They're mentally sharper. They're on a trajectory that's going to greatly surpass those people that spent their 20s, you know, just partying, drinking, not investing in themselves. And I guess I also want to say with that, okay, even if you're not in your 20s, maybe you're listening to this and you're in your 30s and you spent your 20s not investing in yourself, 
Just like, when's the best time to plant a tree? Yesterday. Even if you're not in your 20s, you can still start investing in yourself now. And that goes on to my next point that despite culture and the people around you pushing you in a direction against investing in yourself, there are more options than ever that make it so much easier these days to invest yourself. And if you look at it, that's why you're seeing such an influx of really young people accomplishing these extraordinary things. Back when your grandparents were your age, I guess if you spent all day in the library just reading every single book and you got really fast at that, maybe you could kind of create some form of a shortcut. But back then, typically, you just had school and then you just had to go to a job and hope that that job gave you the tools and opportunities. But nowadays, we have the internet, we have YouTube, we have podcasts, we have the absolute giant that is the self-education industry today. And as somebody who fairly recently made it through college, I graduated in engineering in 2019, I can even tell you even that... You know, despite all the money you spend going to college, it still felt a lot of the time like I was just teaching myself things. I was constantly going finding free resources online and you start to realize, okay, for specific things like engineering, maybe you do need to get the degree for a company to even consider you. But for a lot of stuff, the skills, you know, you don't have to go spend thousands of dollars in school to be taught that at a very slow pace. You can go online and mimic the people that are already succeeding. And if you listen to those people that are doing extraordinary things, often they'll just admit, yeah, I looked at this person, they're where I wanted to be, so I started imitating what they did. And to no surprise, it works because it's already been proven to work. So you can go online these days and there are so many resources that will give you what really is a shortcut. People like to say there's no shortcuts in life and regardless, you have to put in the effort to accomplish great things, but with the information out there today, you can create these shortcuts. You can skip right to the good stuff. In high school, by the time you get to the end, you've covered so many things, like, you know, the name of a particular person in a particular year, 400 years ago, that did this random thing. And that just instills this mindset that you just got to put in the time and gradually get there where that's just not true these days you can go find a specific subject you can get really knowledgeable on it very fast and then the work can start you can start practicing building up examples increasing your value mentally and even physically so ultimately the main skill you have to have is just applying what you learn you can learn stuff super fast these days and a really good example of this which is at the core of the self-improvement industry is that those people that have made that massive success, they design a course or something to help people take that shortcut, very quickly and efficiently learn how they got to that point in life, basically hand you a system to copy and reproduce the results for yourself. And while in a sense it sounds too good to be true, like I said, it does involve the hard work, you have to be able to apply it, but it doesn't take that much time these days. So you can do these things. You might spend a pretty decent chunk of money. Maybe one of these masterminds costs you $4,000. But if you get that mastermind from the right person, that $4,000 can teach you and give you the framework for a skill that could make you hundreds of thousands of dollars 
if you're willing to put in that work, do those things that, what we've been talking about, nobody wants to talk about, and then come five, ten years down the road, you're going to be absolutely killing it. And in the moment, it's going to be like, why, why am I doing this? I don't fit in. This is kind of hard to enjoy at times. But you got to look forward and realize the real value of investing in yourself and how a little bit of delayed gratification could get you to that point where, yeah, your boss is really excited for their one cruise a year, but you invest in yourself for 10 years and then for the other 15 to 20 years where you're actually your boss's age, then you're taking three cruises a year. You can take a trip whenever you want. You've got the nice car. You've got these skills and abilities that put you at such a high value. And then thinking of age and down the road brings me to the other side, investing in yourself, and that's more in a physical sense. Before I talked about how you might bring up that you spent the weekend studying sales or you watched a Tony Robbins seminar, but then there's also that other side of, oh, I spent the weekend training for a marathon or my Friday night, whereas most people maybe went out to eat and drank because it's the end of the work week, you went to the gym instead. And again, it's relative. The discomfort is higher on your end than theirs. You have a harder time being part of that water cooler conversation. But at the basis of it all, think forward in time. Those people that are spending all their free time doing pleasurable things, they're not taking care of their body, they're not prepping their meals for the week to ensure that they're getting the right nutrition, they're not doing resistance training to ensure their bones stay strong throughout the rest of their life. You look at these people and they're middle-aged, they still have what could be a lot of time to live, but they're very obviously in a place that deep down they know they could have done better or they wish they would have done things differently. You see people that really aren't that old, they're complaining about their back or just all these ailments, they're getting sick all the time, and you think, okay, so what, what ultimately was the point? You had maybe 20 years of fun, and then you're going to spend the next 40 years probably stuck in the same job. Uh, your body's just going to get more and more unhappy because you didn't take care of it. And it was all because in the moment you went for the more comfortable, pleasurable thing. So then envision the flip side. Okay, you spent that first 10, maybe even 20 years focusing on the discomfort, the discomfort that's an investment in yourself mentally and physically. So then by the time maybe you're in your 40s, you've amassed much more wealth. You're still in physically very good shape. That You look around, there's plenty of examples of people accomplishing awesome things on a physical level, even at older ages. So you think about it in that future respect. Yes, you maybe you primarily forfeit most of your free time, those first 10, 15, maybe 20 years. But with how long you can live these days, advancements in medicine, there's so much more life you have left. And by doing that investment, that level of life is going to be so much higher. So if you think, okay, you're at a level... You take the more pleasurable route, you don't invest in yourself, you're at a level three or four, and then you just plateau at that for the rest of your life. 
and you think, okay, I'm at a three or four in my 20s, and maybe this is awesome. You know, I can go out, I can party all the time, I can still feel okay in the morning, I still have energy. But then 20 years later, you're just doing the same thing, you've moved up maybe just a little in life, now you've got kids, um, stressor, stressors in life have increased, but you're still just at that level of three or four, and you just stagnate for the rest of time. Whereas, say you... On a you know pleasure scale, you're more at like a one or two. You're just constantly investing your free time and energy and investing in yourself for 10 to 15 years. But then because you did that, now the rest of your life, you're going to be spending at a seven, eight, nine. If you're really killing it, you're at a 10. So overall, the lifelong value of that investment is so much higher and then especially with, you know, modern medicine these days, all the advancements we have, it's it's not like most of our ancestors where once you hit 40, like you're an old man, you're an old woman, you're going to be on the decline, you know, every year's a gift. Nowadays, if you take care of yourself, you can easily maintain yourself into those older ages and still partake in the fun of life. So to sum it up, investing in yourself is what I want to try to lead people towards with this podcast show all the opportunities there are out there to increase your value now despite it being the less comfortable option in the moment how it pays off in the future and how it'll pay off so much more than that instant gratification yes it can be a very lonely journey most people are not going to take this route with their life they're going to go that simple instant pleasure route. They're not going to be able to respond when you're trying to talk about that uncomfortable thing you're excited about. So I want this podcast to be a positive influence in that direction of investing yourself, give you the tools that I have learned that others have used to reach massive levels of success, and how you can tune your life in a manner that's going to pay off in the long run and give you the confidence to stay on that uncomfortable path because it will pay off. You're going to feel way better about yourself. You're going to be more confident. You're going to live a much more enjoyable life in the long run and ultimately stay on that path of becoming the best version of yourself, which is what I'm trying to become, what I'm trying to help others become, and hopefully what this episode has influenced you towards putting more effort and time into. And with that, I'd just like to say I really appreciate you listening This is my first, you know, true solo podcast trying to dive into a particular subject. Um, This one, again, was kind of general, not the most actionable items, but my goal is to try to put this subject into perspective for people and hopefully inspire you to start to look into those self-education, self-improvement items that are out there. This podcast is a passion project for me. It's something that I've put a lot of thought into, but I'm honestly very nervous about. I want to put out a high-quality product, but I also need to realize you just have to take action. You have to get those reps, and you'll get better, which is another part of self-development. So I look forward to finding my voice in this realm and improving my ability to speak moving forward. So if you want to learn more about me, you can look me up, Austin Shadel or Shady Engineering on Instagram and YouTube. Feel free to reach out with any questions, anything you want to chat about, something maybe you want me to dive into. I've got a lot planned for this podcast, lots of ideas. Uh, It's just a matter of sitting down, doing the work, doing those uncomfortable things like we talked about today. 
so I can eventually add more value to both your life and mine. This podcast is definitely a reminder to myself of why I'm doing the things I do and how to maintain a course focused on the goals I want to accomplish. So I appreciate you listening today and I look forward to sharing the next episode.